This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Thursday, February 23rd, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length, episode number 172. They say Thursday is a new Friday, by the way. It is for me. Yeah. Well, you're out again? To... Yes. Where are you going this the... time, Molly? <laughs> Disney World? No. <laughs> I am off <laughs> to the, the Photo Marketing Association show in Orlando, Florida. Don't end the PMA. PMA. Also stands for Produce Marketing, so don't end up with the wrong one. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> they do a lot of that in Florida. Is that yeah. one also in Orlando? That's I don't true. Know. I could I end up at the Orange Grower Show. Yeah. I need a little vitamin C, though. That might not be <laughs> such a bad idea. Um, so I will unfortunately miss the Friday t shirt giveaway again. You can help pick it, though. Who's and it going to be? I hope Who's to be back on Monday be? in time because I fly back on Monday morning. Okay. So really? Hopefully I will be here. Oh, and then in? we're not going to be here on Tuesday in what? time. You well, you there's the work, Apple announcement Tuesday, later, so yes. that, but we will do a podcast. Oh on yes, Tuesday. don't yes, you, yes, don't yes, any yes. be panic, and it will contain the substance of the Apple announcement, whatever it turns out to be. However, we will not be able to use rich media to deliver that announcement. Yes, to you, you will not be able to see it in a flash video <laughs> unless we pay a because licensing that's fee. That's been patented, apparently. God. Yes, internet design company Balthazar. 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 I like to say it's some, like it's some sort of. Old Testament evil. Beelzebub. And they worshipped Balthazar. <laughs> anyway, internet design company Balthazar has apparently been granted a patent. It's not bad enough that they tried to patent it in the first place, but they were indeed granted a patent for the design and creation of rich media services over the internet. Now, if this sounds sort of obscure to you, think something like, I don't know, Flash Video or Ajax, which is used by Google Mail. It's I think, a pioneering this- patent providing significant licensing opportunities, Molly. How would you take this away from Balthazar? (laughs) It is, I hope, a quickly thrown out attempt at patenting something which has a long history of prior art because give me a freaking break. To me, this is obviously an attempt to profit from Ajax because everybody's doing Ajax these days. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Ajax, if you don't know, is the sort of collection of existing web design tools and technologies that allow you to basically just kind of do cooler stuff on the page so that you get more dynamic updating and you don't have to refresh the page all the time. Very, exa- very web two. One example two. of uh, prior art, Balthazar filed its patent application February 9th, 2001, but back in 1999, according to news.com, a company called Javu Technologies launched a product called Video Farm, which I'm sure you all remember, mm-hmm. that allowed PC users to create and manage multimedia content over the internet. Yeah. Uh, also, Flash Media has been around since before February 9th, 2001. It has been, but has it been used for, for rich media? I mean, I think that'll be the question. I think the Slash dot posting on this mentioned that whoever posted said that Flash started their rich media at a point before this patent application. So there's going to yeah. be a lot of prior art I mean, it's one of those on things that it doesn't sound like that big a deal. But if you think about it, this is what... I mean, this is the future of Google, basically. If they're talking about making web-based operating systems, web-based, well, if we're talking about them doing it, who knows what they're talking about, web-based office applications, they would all be rich media web-based applications, and then therefore they would all fall under this patent. So we're talking about a billion-dollar licensing windfall for this company if they can pull it off. The original Flash application, Future Wave Splash, was introduced May 1996. Yeah. According to the Slash. So take that, Beelzebub. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. Speaking speaking of patents, we are um, 
in the end stages, possibly. The the day is upon us when Blackberry is going to go to court again tomorrow. Blackberry's end time. And it sounds like something could indeed... We have quite the apocalyptic <laughs> I know, today, don't we? Um, it sounds like an, an injunction could indeed result. Something, Some sort of decision could actually come down about Blackberry tomorrow. <gasps> Yet, NTP dun, dun, just got dun, a uh, patent rejected. One of the Blackberry patents just got rejected by the patent uh-huh. office. And the and other four, four, is it four others that are still under review yeah. and could also be rejected? Actually, all the... All of the remaining four have been preliminarily rejected. <laughs> well, that, but that's just a procedural thing. When yes. a patent office reviews, they, huh. they start by rejecting and then make you redefend. So that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean anything. They do that any time well, they no, entertain. But the point is, though, they're suing based on five patents, patents that have not yet been granted. And one has indeed been rejected. And who knows what the fate is of the other four. And basically, in this case, it's the weirdest thing. You just have a judge who's like annoyed with RIM. Saying, no, you know, you're just trying to delay and no, you're just trying to keep going on infringing this patent. And so I am going to just rush forward. That, Like he said, I'm not going to wait for the patent office to decide whether the patents in question are even valid. What? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think we're going, ridiculous. To, we're going to see this case rise again, even this if there is, is a... This is not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. This yeah. And even if there is, I mean, I sincerely doubt that there will be an injunction issued tomorrow that's going to force BlackBerry to shut down. I just cannot imagine the consequences of that. Well, they, they, you they know, have a, if their workaround is... The G-men, is for one, would freak for, out. Well, if the workaround <laughs> is for real, then it's not such a big deal. Yeah, it's But, you know, Usher deal. uses a BlackBerry. So you're not going to mess with that. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, that workaround, no way. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Well, because everybody has to upgrade. They, they won't be upgrade. asked to it's turn off the buggy. lights tomorrow either. I mean, that's one thing to make clear. Even if they say you have to turn it off, there'll be a certain amount of time that days. they'll be given. So. There's a 30-day grace period, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I think BlackBerry's a survivor, <laughs> honestly. I think they're going to make it through. I think you have skills. And speaking survivor. of survivor, Mark Burnett, <laughs> uh, the creator of Survivor, or one of the creators of Survivor, urges television to embrace the internet. <laughs> and that's how Give we get to that. Give him a big old hug. It, this is pretty interesting. He says, you know, the internet is, is the wave of the future, and on-demand TV is where it's at, and um, unfortunately, you're all going to have to accept it, so there, ha-ha. Thank you. Goodness, a reality show producer has finally come out and let us know this. <laughs> <laughs> With a really low overhead in television shows that aren't that expensive to produce. And so he's not freaking out about the possibility of losing it all to online. Well, yeah. And his type of his genre, for instance, the reality programming, it really is uh, uh, lends itself to Internet programming a lot easier yeah. than, say, a really highly produced show like an alias or a lost. Although we are seeing that. Lost as a serial, the type of serial does well as an iTunes show. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Molly? Is there anything in here that that really is earth shaking, or is it just because a big name is saying it that it, that it's making people sit up and take notice? I think it's that a big name is saying it. I think it would be much more earth shaking if it were a big name from a network. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is a content programmer, and it's a lot. It's somewhat easier, I think, for content producers and content pro- creators to say, yeah, absolutely, the internet is the next medium for television. It's the networks who are being like, yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> not funny. So, And Fox is launching a new network. Did you hear about this? Fox is going to launch a new network to take the place of their UPN stations. Oh, they're crazy. A new broadcast network. Fox seems to be dragging their heels on they're this. They're totally, they are the most resistant to the idea that they're ever going to have to offer shows on, de- on demand. I mean, for launching download. a new broadcast network just seems like it's, it's so backward thinking. I know, especially since one of our New Year predictions for 2006 was that we might see an internet-only channel, an internet-only network. Do you know what the name of the network is, too? 
My Network TV. Oh. Or My how? TV Network. I may have it flip-flopped, but still, it's what, still silly. What's an internet-like nomenclature? Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, that's maybe. their plan. Maybe. Mm. Uh, no, who knows? I doubt it. I doubt it. But They're not paying attention. Meanwhile, over at ZDNet, John Borland is worried that net video explosions could take up all our bandwidth. This is the whole Mark Cuban defense of tiered internet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he says to blame Steve Jobs or YouTube <laughs> if you can't load stuff in the future because video will outpace the rollout of bandwidth. Nah, you don't the singularity think, you don't is near. See it, huh? <laughs> I'm waiting for the singularity. I no, I we have the ability to have more bandwidth. Well, and there's I th- that there, the dark fiber is there. If but I read, we just have to solve the last mile problem, and I think we have not yet had the proper motivation mm-hmm. to get it done. And it, maybe TV over the internet will be the proper motivation. Well, if I read John right, what he's pointing out is that while the bandwidth may be there, it, we're going to run out of it before we can activate the the potential. We, we're going to hit a snag where, yeah, we've got the potential to ro- roll out more bandwidth, but mm-hmm. people are saying we're not going to be able to do it in time. This is going to hit us before we're ready for it. It is certainly possible that the, the big telcos have dragged their heels too long in terms of trying to solve that last mile problem because they did think that they would be able to find ways around it, such as <laughs> tiered internet services. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they came up with creative financing instead of actual solutions. Well, like the house buying we'll, market here in California. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, anybody who reads my delicious feed probably knows that. I um, <laughs> Good point. I do, though, want to, at this point, just give a little plug to something I was recently alerted to, this uh, internet TV program called Democracy, <laughs> which I hate that name, but it's at getdemocracy.com, and it's, it's basically like an open right. source internet TV aggregator. And it, all oh, it yeah, does it really is aggregate video feeds. It looked like it worked really well, too. It's got a super cool interface. I really like the interface. I didn't and get a chance can, to look at it yet. Yeah, no, it looks really good. You can subscribe to channels. Unfortunately, it's still beta, and it, it did indeed totally crash on my machine. But um, What's the URL? Getdemocracy.com, which, seriously, <laughs> change the freaking name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do it. Or say Democracy TV, at least. Or, yeah, something. Yeah, throw some TV in there but You can't somewhere. say getdemocracy.com. That's ridiculous. You but, can't um, order democracy. It must develop naturally from within a political system. And I will say that although I think it's cool, I think it's doomed to failure because really, it has a great interface, but so does TiVo. You think democracy is doomed to failure? <laughs> See, that's why you got to change you the name. you got to be careful. <laughs> can't even have a conversation about the dang thing. All right. When we come, out, come back, AOL uh, saying buzz off to dial up users. Uh, we've got some more Apple rumors for you. And Google takes over a little more of the Internet. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. So this AOL story is pretty interesting, and I like that um, I blogged it the other day, and I like that some of the comments include, I hope they die. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. It's like sometimes you'll put up a a daily buzz and the comments are all negative. Like, you're stupid, Molly. You don't know what you're talking about and blah, blah, blah. And then you you, uh, you pick on AOL and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, kick them, hate them. AOLs are thieves and all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Anyway, AOL, instead of solving, instead of helping to solve the last mile problem that would make broadband access available to millions more customers across the United States, has instead chosen to raise the price of its dial-up offering so that it now costs the same as its broadband offer. Hello? Lower the broadband costs. I know. Like to get people is, to use broadband. Well, and they only want them to use AOL broadband. Oh, of course. And so that's what, like twenty five ninety Clearly. a month? Well, I think that I read that you can now sign up for DSL for a trial period of like $14 a and, month. And you know what else you can do? 
You what? can sign up for a different dial-up provider. Yeah, yeah, you know, that they're, they're leaving that out of the equation. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. point. <laughs> it's just the worst. It's like the worst conceived idea I've ever heard. I can't imagine sitting in a room and going, hey, ooh, ooh, I know. You know what would get them to want our broadband services that mysteriously they don't want because they're overpriced and they don't offer anything and AOL's not the real internet? We'll just make it more expensive to get dial-up. It's like tricking them. Like tricking them into doing something stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, well you're as tricking I pointed, them into leaving. As I pointed out, it's the right impulse, which is let's get people on broadband, but it's the wrong way to do it by charging them a lot of money. I know. Yeah. Just make broadband cheaper. All anyway, right. Buzz off, AOL. We have no transition because this is its own world. Apple rumor world. Uh, yes, my are, favorite world. The rumors are flying. We don't have a we don't have a clear leader. I guess tablet is sort of the clear is sort of the leader so far. Colored iPods, man, I'm sticking colored, to it. Colored colored iPods is Molly's thing. I want the Apple DVR. The uh, Apple Plasma TV is rearing its ugly head oh, again. That's stupid. Did, that happened before Mac World. <laughs> The touchscreen. It's going to be that now that I said that. The, the touchscreen iPod video. <laughs> that is fun. And uh, Engadget has a mysterious picture of something that could be a tablet or could be a video iPod or, or it could be just a piece of plastic with a touchscreen on it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks vaguely tablety. It looks vaguely Apple-y. Too. Tablet doesn't seem that fun. I'm sticking with this fun thing because I think the fun is the key to what it's going to be. I know. To- Party it's totally- hats. Ooh, console. <laughs> Ooh, the Apple Game wow. Console. Watching my own rumor wow. now. Wow, that was that was good. Bold, it's a not going to happen. Prediction. But it was pretty. You know, I like it. I like Apple it a lot. Could, they should do a gaming. They console. should. They totally should. I mean, I mean, they're kind of far behind in the whole gaming thing in general. And but. actually, there's no reason why they should do it. But it would be kind of funny. If why they not? Did. I don't know. Anyway, I think they're just going to go ahead and make me and everybody else mad with more iPods. Well. Some one user in, in Apple Land is happy right now yeah, because he was the one billionth customer at yeah. the iTunes Music Store. And holy majoli did he get a lot out of that. <laughs> My We goodness. had talked about it already, but so this kid, I think his name is Alex something. He's from Michigan. Um, I don't have the most recent blog entry up, but. I'm looking at it. I'll he got it <laughs> 10 60 gig iPods, <laughs> a 20 inch Mac. And a $10,000 iTunes music card. Alex Ostrowski from West Bloomfield, Michigan. Ostrowski. But you know what? It's a, what song did he buy? I Coldplay's Cold Speed of Sound. Oh! <laughs> Downloads going at the speed of sound. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, um, never let it be said that Apple doesn't know how to keep people in the fold. Here's $10,000 worth of DRM music and a bunch of new iPods to play it on. <laughs> Woodley diddly. Yeah, and make sure you authorize that DRM before you get in a plane to go celebrate, Oh, Alex. yeah, that's a good one. Because uh, Mo, I think it was Mo, one of the boys from Boston, wrote in complaining that he had bought that new NBC show. Uh, I downloaded of, it last night. Off of iTunes. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get it authorized somehow before he got on the plane. So he's watching it on his, wanting to watch it on his laptop. Aww. And Apple goes, you need to log on to the internet to authorize. I know, and he's how like, annoying. I can't play it then. Mo, I'll watch no it internet. tonight and I'll, I'll, I'll email you and let you know how it went. <laughs> it's cold He's comfort. probably watched it by now. He's probably not still in the plane. No, he's, <laughs> also, he's somewhere with no internet. With snakes. Also, I have a little iTunes rant. Oh, Uh-oh. here we go. Why can't iTunes update itself? <laughs> why whenever there's a new version available which there appears to be like every three days and you can't ignore the update because it will 
cripple things. And if you download something, then it'll be like, oh, you can't play this because you don't have the latest version of iTunes yet. And so then if you say, yeah, I guess I'll freaking upgrade the dang thing, then you have to go to Apple's website where they have pre-checked the get the information and get the newsletter for me. And if you forget to uncheck that, then they'll be like, oh, give us your email address. And then you have to download the whole thing, go through a whole download thing, and then go through a full-on installation process that includes agreeing to the terms of service all over again. You have to close iTunes because it'll be like, "Uh uh-oh, iTunes is still running, and it can't update itself. You know what? It's 2006. Software programs know how to update themselves without making you go through this whole entire nightmare. You'd rather work like Firefox? Yes, for crying out loud. But you were complaining about Firefox when it updated itself. (laughs) <laughs> when? Oh, when it? Well, no, 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 no. I think it should ask me. What I complained about was Firefox updating itself without asking me. Yeah, iTunes should say there's a new version available. Do you want right. to get it? And if I click yes, oh my god, can it just do that in the background? Now I haven't updated iTunes. I haven't run into any problems yet. I had a problem with, yeah, with I the podcast either. feature where I couldn't. I think it was it was podcasting or when I had. Yeah, I don't know. There was I something said no that way said, later. I'll do it later. Yeah, me too. I was in the middle of something. I didn't want to have to restart. There or was a recent. It doesn't happen every time, but recently there was an upgrade where it disabled some features. There were some so, features you couldn't hmm. do if you had not yet upgraded. So I will be fair and say that that doesn't happen every time. But come on. Well, here's what I think you should do. That's a rigmarole. I got. I got a solution. I, I got a solution for you. Okay. I think you should start a movement to pressure Apple to change this, and you can use your new free webpage at Google to, to start oh, the movement. Man, I was really wondering how that was going to come that around. That was good. I was looking ahead on the agenda <laughs> like, no, where's he going with this? Uh, Tom's Canuck, off his rocker, but oh no. Canuck Makeham on the forums was the uh, first one to point this out, but a lot of people pointed out pages.google.com for a while yesterday <laughs> allowed you to uh, use your Google account. <laughs> until it to, got dug by dig, probably. <laughs> cre- yeah. To create a uh, page. Well, you mean until it got posted in the Buzz Outlet forums. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I, I logged in last night and created one. And the interface was so GeoCities circa mm-hmm. 96, 97 that oh, I just. Funny. I, I WYSIWYG? Yeah, it was. Well, it's, you know, they gave you a little template and it had big Aww. letters and I already picked a colored background. Aww, uh, I kind of like your cute. background. It's very beta. On my Google site? Yeah. Do you like it? The yeah, one that says, I'm into it. welcome to 1999. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say, FYI, sorry, I have to go back to my rant a little bit, but um, <sighs> I just went to the full Buzz Out Loud forum, like I was linking back, and here's Jasmine saying, why can't Apple just patch iTunes? I hate having to download a full install client every time there's some incremental update. Anger, he, fury, he, roar. He prefers to be called James. He, he does. just He you, doesn't you, like the... You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yeah. I like it, though. No. I like saying Jasmine's. Anyway, James... Gosh, you read my mind and I'm totally with you. He's cold, too. That's another reason he's mad. Connecticut's a very cold, barren place. Um, anyway, I, we, got, we also got a funny email about the Google page saying, it appears totally innocent. <laughs> yeah, tell that to Dreamweaver. We <laughs> will see. We shall see. Should we move on to voicemail? Or? I want to talk about the Nokia N91 really quick okay. because this has been another a very DRM thing. hotly anticipated smartphone, especially with the possibility that BlackBerry will go away. And it has been held up, Nokia has confirmed, because of DRM issues. Windows DRM. It's the Windows DRM, and Mm -hmm. what's causing the the delay? That I'm not entirely sure. It seems to be based because they're running the the Windows Media thing. So they can't get plays for sure to work right or something? I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Mm. It could be anything but Windows DRM. Boo. I love the Nokia N91, too. I got to play with it at CES. I was excited by it because it works like an MP3 player and works like a phone, and it's got a Nokia interface, and it's small, and I love it. And you know, and actually, it sounds like one of the big things is that it has Wi-Fi. Wait, it comes bundled with with a P2P client? Yeah, 4 gigabyte hard drive, P2P client, Wi-Fi, and apparently Windows DRM. 
Uh, huh. Well, because you, you can imagine that the Wi-Fi and sharing possibilities and P2P possibilities are yeah. the problem here. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just give us a dang phone. <laughs> Windows. All right. Uh, we're all hungry, so let's talk about fast food. Mike from Florida calls in with a sighting of more touchscreens. Hi, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. This is Mike from Florida. Just calling to let you guys know that I really enjoy the podcast. Um, and also, you guys were talking about uh, a K- I think it was a KFC or a fast food restaurant that uses touchscreens for ordering. And uh, that concept is actually not completely foreign. In the Northeast, there's a, a string of gas stations called uh, Sheets and another one called Wawa that actually both have uh, used touchscreen orderings for to make uh, you hot, fresh food. It kind of struck me as odd when I was up visiting there because I'd never seen anything like it, but people... In the Northeast, especially uh, younger kids, college kids, live and die by their MTOs and uh, other such uh, food. And to be honest, it's actually really, really good. I know it sounds strange saying that you're going to go to the gas station to buy yourself lunch, but it uh, it kind of revolutionized, at least up here, the um, the food deli- the uh, fast food service market. And they're and from what I can tell, are taking a ton of business away from more of your conventional style fast food restaurants. Anyways. I uh, love the podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. I love Wawa. Wawa. We got a lot of emails about this too. The yeah. touchscreen thing. <laughs> the touchscreen thing touched off quite a fervor. Touched hearts. Gary in Western Pennsylvania pointed out the same uh, mini mart gas chain that uh, Mike there did. But he also, had a good um, take on it though, which is that he said it it made the the store more efficient. And then he, the ones he's been in appear to have hired more people to work the food prep area than previously. Well, that's what I was hoping would happen, mm-hmm. right? Is that they wouldn't fire everybody. They just move them into the kitchen so you can actually if you speed can, that up. Yeah, if you can serve more customers, then you can... And I want fried chicken. Rick uh, in Colorado says they have McDonald's that have customer-based touchscreen ordering, and they've had them for about two years. He huh. says the store is located at Lincoln and Yosemite. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And uh, Joe said that back in the 90s, there was a Taco Bell off Route 128 outside Boston that tested touchscreens. I've never been to that one. Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. I could use some Taco Bell. Kyle from Ohio (laughs) would like to concur with the senator from production, Veronica, uh, by uh, confirming that Leisure Suit Larry, Leisure Suit Larry? Leisure Suit Larry uh, had questions you had to answer to play the game, and he sent us a link. Yeah, I've got some of the questions. questions. That's awesome. Johnny Carson is A, a singer, B, David Letterman's sidekick, C, Ed McMahon's sidekick, D, an actor. (laughs) (laughs) The answer answer is C, Ed McMahon's sidekick. Ed McMahon's sidekick? How funny. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So they're not even really technically accurate. No, I want to ask one more. Okay. VCR stands for A, very confusing record, B, visual cartridge recording, C, very complete record. D, video cassette recorder. Guys, answer. D. Oh, A. Definitely A. Definitely very confusing. Very confusing. It was D. So um, that just, it just made me smile to actually see some of the questions again. Because our, our listeners are the best. Yeah. David from Rockford, Illinois, says he really enjoyed the holiday product reviews that were downloaded to his TiVo and wonders if there's any chance of making the CNET Buzz Report available for TiVo download. Um, that I do not know about, but I can tell you that we hope to be returning to your TiVos very soon with more CNET product reviews. So another, Hooray! so more versions like the one you shot for holiday. Yeah, kind of there, there were several different segments of that contain you know CNET reviews, and so and we're we're working out details on doing some more of that. Don't want to get too much back into the antivirus thing because, as we said, 
Use antivirus if you don't know any better. Melissa says, though, <laughs> that for a long time, uh, she has thought the viruses are highly overrated. Uh, she also has never had a virus. I assume she means a computer virus. Yeah. Uh, she had a problem with her hard drive several computers ago, and a techie person that she knows after going through a bunch of possible fixes told her she had a virus and advised her to get Norton. And I've run into this a bunch where yeah. supposedly techie people can't fix something. And tell you it's a virus. Like mm-hmm. the story we had about the virus in the battery. Right. <laughs> my, my dad had a crashed hard it's drive. It was a bad sector in his hard drive. The guy said, ah, you probably got a virus. I'm told to my dad, no, viruses don't give you bad sectors in your hard drive. <laughs> he just didn't want to have to replace the hard drive that he installed for you. So you got to watch out for that. People use virus to cause a lot of FUD. Uh, but she says that uh, through all of this, she even has two kids and a husband who's not that savvy. Uh, and he almost fell for the CIA virus, but she has just relied on education to protect their computers. My, um, right. my Educate ve- the children. My very non-techie friend um, actually has an iBook, and every time something goes wrong, she goes, oh my God, do I have a virus? Uh. I'm like, no, you don't have a virus. <laughs> yeah, it's called the flu, and it's making you not think very straight. <laughs> All right, that is enough for us today. I believe Tom has a little something to say about news.com. Oh, yeah, if you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check sister site news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. And a shout-out to Rachel in Clearwater, Florida. Maybe you can hook up with Molly tomorrow. Uh, she loves the podcast. She says, you three are a lot of fun to listen to, much better than um snakes on a plane. Obviously. Because all they do is hiss. And that movie sounds awesome. 1-800-616-CNET. Email us buzz at CNET.com or go to our forums, please. Stop by forums.cnet.com. Just pop into the buzz out loud laugh. See you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.